All right, let's make this happen in four, three, two, Thursday, November 10th, 2022. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live on the line with my boy on the other side of the state. Mr. Fermi, welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Back, back in the saddle. The Maction Boys, they held held their own this week. Positive win. Positive week this week in the winning win column. Were they four and three or five and two? I think they were five and two. I think I think they hit one last night and lost two last night. So I think they were one and two, but they had a, a four and oh day on, on Tuesday, I guess. Solid stuff by them. Looking to advance and uh, expand their reach. You know, they're coming in with all that great information. A little bit of heated debate on our side here. Uh, the the informational side of Romer, the Philadelphia homer. He feels that he's more authentic in this. Fermi, do you agree? Because it kind of feels like the Maction guys just just have that edge. I don't know. I, well, it's two on one. So I, I do – I like a little bit of both. I, I mean, Rome, Romer speaks from the heart, of course, and that heart is all Philly-based. Um, I think the Maction boys are a little bit more straight shooters with their actual opinions on games. So I think there's pros and cons there, but I love the balance. Um, and it's sort of, it's very easy to, to rag on Romer as well. So. I mean, it's pretty easy. That heart is not filled with anything but cheese whiz. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to digress too far. We have a great slate of games uh, this weekend. As always, we're going to get right to them here. Thursday and Friday night, Tulsa is getting seven at Memphis, over under 62.5. We have Georgia Southern getting 3.5 on the road at Louisiana, over under 63.5. East Carolina is getting 5.5 at Cincinnati, over under is 52.5. Colorado is getting 34.5 at USC, over under 66.5. And Fresno State is minus 9.5, over under 60.5 at UNLV. Hainer's back for Fresno State. This gets them to bowl eligibility. It, UNLV has a nice story, but I just really think that Fresno State is going to blow the doors off them. The line opened at seven; it's now almost ten. It's actually a good line to get at nine and a half. I think that's the right number. USC, just like the rest of the Pac-12, they're all sitting there. Any of them, any of them with one loss, trying to sniff their way into the the college football playoff. Do style points matter anymore? They did fifteen, twenty years ago. I don't know, uh, but. Uh, a very, very large number here. I don't see Colorado putting up much of a fight there on Friday night. And then also tonight, I just, a part of me deep down on the inside wants to take this over, 63 and a half for Georgia Southern Louisiana. I don't know if Louisiana has enough to score. Georgia Southern certainly can get up and down, but again, the other side has to put up points to hit that total too. So that's where I stand for me on Thursday and Friday night. Yeah, so I don't really have much Thursday. Um but I do like some stuff on Friday. I 100% agree with you on the Fresno train. Um, Hayner, Hayner's back and looks looks the part. 315 yards a game, doesn't make mistakes. I just don't think UNLV is going to have an answer to that offense. So I really like minus 9.5 myself. Um, and the other game that I'm a little intrigued by is that East Carolina-Cincy game. East Carolina has, has had 13 days of rest since he's on a short week. They only had six days. So... I, I like East Carolina. They're playing better football right now. Since he had a, a loss, I think two weeks ago, um, East Carolina's won a handful straight. Um, this this is to get to their season win total as well. I think their season win total was six and a half. They're sitting at six wins. 
Hudson Ehlers really looks Holton Ehlers really looks good. Seventy percent completion, eighteen touchdowns, five picks. I really balanced attack with a hundred yard rusher. I I really like ECU to keep this close, man. I, I think they're playing really good football. Momentum on their side, rest on their side. I think they keep it within that five and a half. UConn getting 14 and a half at home against Liberty over under 45 and a half. Virginia Tech getting nine and a half at Duke over under 49 and a half. Navy is getting 15 and a half at, at they're down in Baltimore against Notre Dame over under 39 and a half. Oklahoma minus seven and a half at West Virginia over under 67 and a half. Pitt minus three and a half on the road at Virginia over under 40 and a half. Indiana getting 39 and a half at Ohio State over under 59 and a half. Mizzou is getting 20 and a half over under 56 and a half at Tennessee. Vanderbilt getting 17 and a half at Kentucky over under 47 and a half. Southern Florida getting 17 and a half at home against SMU over under 72 and a half. Illinois minus six and a half at home against Purdue over under 44 and a half. And Rutgers is plus nine and a half over under 40 and a half against uh, Michigan State at Michigan State. For me, the only game that has my interest, and I don't know why this total is dropping, why do we not believe? And again, Mizzou is 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 competent, but why do we not believe that this total, that, that Tennessee is not going to do everything they can, especially considering they're now in the five spots, to put up a 60-burger on Mizzou? Yeah, and that's a low over under with that offense, fifty six and a half. I mean, that's that's low. The only thing um, is, is there there's a hurricane. Yeah, that that has a little something to do with it. It has to, but I still think they're going to score like fifty six and a half. And I don't know the weather exactly in Knoxville. I haven't I haven't looked at the radar that close, but um, I thought a lot of that was passing through on on Friday. I thought, but maybe not. Um, Regardless, that that is a low total. That the hurricane has has to be the reason why. What else do you like in that that noon slate? Nothing. <laughs> All right. So let me give you a couple. So SMU minus seventeen and a half at South Florida. Did you see what Mordecai did last week by any chance? Of course. I mean, why why wouldn't they go over the total when every time I've bet them they've got under it? That was unbelievable, though. He had seven touchdowns in the first half. That's not going to happen I again. Think- Nine in the game. I do think they cover the 17 and a half, though. I, I would love to see it dip to 17. But think about this. South Florida's defense gave up 621 yards to Temple. They rank 129th out of 131 teams in scoring defense and give up 40 points a game. How SMU does not cover 17 and a half is beyond me. I know their defense is not great, but neither is South Florida's offense. And I don't see South Florida stopping Mordecai. And and that SMU offense, new so coach. It's a it's like that a SMU offense. New coach, Fermi. New coach. Yeah, true, true. But I it, can that can that really impact it that much in a week? Uh, maybe it's it's helped other teams. I, if I forget yeah. the numbers, I think it's like seven and one right now, and, and like four or five of them are like outright winners. Wow. So you think it's seven one against seven and one against the spread? It's not, I, it's that, it's something like that. It's 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 high. I think there are nine coaches that have been, I think he's the ninth coach that's been removed during the season and I think it's like seven and one or six and two it's something in the in the in the the team that has the interim coach in they have covered the spread that's unbelievable this I don't know if there's much repairing this South Florida defense though especially against SMU after the a nine passing touchdown week I I just don't see it but 
Um, that's very possible. Did you mention the LSU Arkansas game by any chance? I, it's the last one. I should have said that LSU minus three and a half over under 62 and a half at Arkansas. Arkansas loses to Liberty. And now, I mean, is this a trap spot or is this a trap 100%, spot? 100%. 100%. Like LSU coming off the win against Bama, going for two, obviously, to win it. Arkansas loses to Liberty. Like, I do think Arkansas is going to be ready to play. They need a win for bowls, and they have LSU, Ole Miss, and Missouri left. They need to win one of those three to go six and six. I I mean, I don't think this is going to be the one they win, but I'm not touching this game. I think it's just too trappy. Um, the other game I, I'm a little intrigued by, I, want to, I just want to see injury status, is Pitt minus four and a half at Virginia. I think Pitt, I mean, I think Pitt is going to control the ground. And both both offense and defensive lines, I think they're going to sort of do what they want, running the football against that Virginia front. I'm, I'm going to watch the line because Vanaconda is he's questionable. He did not play last week. Hammond stepped in, did very well, ran for over 100. It is all running. I mean, Slovis, Slovis in the air, air attack never really got off the ground this year. Um, but I, I do like Pitt to win this game. Virginia is playing better football. I still think Pitt's the superior team in this matchup. Hang with me here, ladies and gentlemen, as I go from 1 to 4 o'clock. UOM in row, getting 13.5 at Georgia State, over under 58.5. JMU, minus 7.5 on the road at Old Dominion, over under 46.5. Rice getting 13.5 at Western Kentucky, over under 60.5. Temple, Plus 19 and a half at Houston, over under 56 and a half. Arkansas State at home, minus 17 and a half, over under 49 and a half. Penn State at home, minus 10 and a half, over under 57 and a half against Maryland. NC State, minus 19 and a half at home against Boston College, over under 41 and a half. Nebraska getting 30 and a half on the road at Michigan, over under 48 and a half. Miami is getting one and a half. What? What? Miami is mine is getting one and a half. At Georgia Tech, over under 44 and a half. Louisville is getting seven at Clemson, over under 51 and a half. Half, excuse me. Let me say that again. I'm sorry. Louisville is plus seven at Clemson, over under 51 and a half. Appalachian State is minus one and a half, over under 47 and a half at Marshall. UCF plus one and a half, over under 54 and a half at Tulane. Northwestern is getting 17 and a half at Minnesota, over under 40 and a half. Arizona State is getting eight and a half at Washington State, over under 59 and a half. Army is getting nine and a half at Troy, over under 46 and a half. Alabama is minus an 11 and a half at Ole Miss, over under 64 and a half. I'm going to just stop right there. There were so many games, but I'm going to go backwards here. First of all, this Army Troy game is a total trap. I actually like Troy. In this game, minus nine and a half, I won't take it, but I really think that they're competent, and I think that Army's on the downslide, and I don't think there's any saving their season. I think they're focused on one game and one game only right now, and that's Army-Navy. I absolutely and totally love this UCF-Tulane matchup, just like everyone else. I think this is going to be a great game. This will have a ton of attention to it. UCF is the real deal. The fact that they are, that this game is even giving up a point this gets up to two or two and a half. You have to take UCF in this game. I think it is tight. I think UCF is very competent. I followed them a lot more than I have in the past. I wouldn't touch this total because I don't necessarily trust Tulane the whole way. You'd think I'd want to go over in this, but UCF red zone defense is unbelievable. I learned that the hard way. So I lean UCF in this game. 
Appalachian State and Marshall both looking to get the bowl eligibility. Love App State in a rebound game here. Grayson, Grayson McCall out for the year. They were down in Coastal. That is a hard place to play right now. App State on the road two weeks in a row back-to-back with a couple extra days of rest. I think they go up there to Marshall and they sneak out a victory here. Also, still on the docket, I'm surprised that this Georgia Tech was wrong about that total. Crazy part is, is their total was a three and a half. And I'm sitting there going, there's no way. Every game that I picked that I thought they would lose, they've won. So there you go. That tells you everything I know on that one. Penn State minus 10 and a half. This is a Romer, the Philadelphia Homer pick here for me. Them and Maryland have created this weird rivalry Rivalry that's not a rivalry. And Penn State, I, th- I think they're going to take this one personal. And I think they are going to blow the doors off Maryland. Arc State, UMass. Would love to take this over 49 and a half. Don't know if I could do it because UMass's offense is terrible, but maybe I'll pull the trigger depending on how I do earlier in the day. And then, fi- I mean, I got I got three more games that I'd love to cover here. Hold on. Rice, Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky puts up 56 points. Charlotte can't put up two touchdowns. Reynolds goes out, and they can't, they can't put up a, a, a two touchdowns in this game. They couldn't get a field goal to go over in this game. I still like the over. Well, they have their, their the, the big red helmets. It's like, it looks awesome. Fit the swag and whatever you want. The fact is, is that I still am going to be drawn into this over with them and Rice. JMU giving up seven and a half at Old Dominion is a trap. I would take Old Dominion at home. Unless there's a major injury that I'm missing, which I don't think that there is, I take Old Dominion at home here. I've been real high on James Madison all year. But Old Dominion is a trappy, tricky team. I'd stay away from this total, but I like Old Dominion getting seven and a half. And then finally, UL Monroe over under 58 and a half with Georgia State. UL Monroe got ran up and down the pike by by Army. Excuse me. I love this total going over. I think UL Monroe has enough on offense to score. And I think Georgia State runs it up because they're close to ball eligibility too. For me. All right. I love it. No, that's you've touched on a couple that I'm going to circle back to and just give you my, my two cents here. So Army Troy over under 46 and a half. I do like the Troy side, but I'm all over this under, man. I really like the under. I don't see how they get over 46 and a half with Troy's defense. And I don't think Troy is going to run it up either. Like they, they have their offense has not been that caliber where they've been hanging a lot of points. This is, you know, I talk tempo a lot, um, including last week, and that we hit that um, Air Force Army game. It was the second lowest scoring game of the week, I think. So I, I really like the under 46 and a half. I think it's very slow moving, two good defenses, and just a lot of running the football. So I'm, I'm doubling down on that. Um, Maryland PSU. I am going to be going to Happy Valley and watching this live this weekend, so I'm excited for that. A little bit of tailgating, and it'll be it'll be a good time with family and friends. But um, I, I I think the same thing as you, Goose. I, I think it's sort of like morphed into this like pseudo rivalry. I don't know if it's if it's like a big thirty three thing or like the Maryland PA game. Like I I don't know, but it it definitely is a rivalry. And there's been bad blood in the past on on the field with like little little fights and stuff. It's yes. gotten chippy. Um, I think Maryland they need two wins, two out of the last three, to have their best season under Loxley, their head coach, and this is his fourth year. So um, they're a good squad. If they, I mean, they have a chance 
if they win their last three, they go nine and three. That is, I mean, and I'm not saying they win their last three, but even an eight and four season for Maryland football is, is a very good season. I sort of like them just to hang around. These two teams are so similar in terms of like their statistical, like if you compare them statistically and, and just Penn state hasn't really had that big win this year. Um, they, they hung around a little bit, but Michigan killed them on the ground. I think Maryland's air, air attack is really what they're going to try to do. And I, I do think Penn State will have a little bit of an answer there. I don't think Maryland's going to chuck it all over the field. So I still think Maryland hangs around. Um, I like that that on giving them 10, I, th- I think they can hold that. Um, Louisville at Clemson. Louisville plus seven. They are playing some really good football right now. It's It's sneaky. Um, they're coming into their own. They're six and three. I think they've won four straight. They beat JMU. They beat Wake. They beat Pitt all pretty handily. And they also beat Virginia. Clemson's coming off a big loss at Notre Dame. It was pretty one-sided the whole matchup. Louisville's three and one against the spread as dogs this year. I think they keep this tight, even though they're traveling. Um, so I like Louisville plus seven. And then one game that you probably didn't even read off because there's no line that I'm very interested in is that Lamar at New Mexico state. I've already bet in the New Mexico state season win total. I need this one to get to number four. So I'm either at a push because they're not going to win either of the last two games. So this is really the last shot for New Mexico state to get to their fourth win. And luckily it's coming against one and eight FCS Lamar. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. We're waiting on NC state Lamar. I love it. I mean, I, one more thing, one more thing. But you, Alabama, Alabama, with their loss last week to LSU, they only have one way to win the, the SEC West, and that is if LSU loses their last two games. Alabama plays at 3.30. LSU plays at noon at Arkansas. If Arkansas wins that game, I think Bama is a really good bet. I think they... They're going to know the outcome, of course. I think I think Bama puts a hurting on them if if um, well they may anyway because it's Ole Miss and it's the whole Kiffin thing. But I think Alabama, if LSU loses early, I think they run away with that game against Ole Miss. Interesting take. Iowa State minus one and a half at Oklahoma State over under forty eight and a half. We then see Wisconsin minus one and a half at Iowa over under 35 and a half. New Mexico getting 21 and a half at Air Force over under 37 and a half. Uh, hold on. My thing just came up and said uh, restart. No, I don't want to restart my computer. Uh, what did I say? Yeah, yeah, that was New Mexico plus 21 and a half over under 35 and a half against Air Force at Air Force. Middle Tennessee minus 10 and a half over under 66 and a half. At home against Charlotte, UAB minus five and a half at home against North Texas, over under 57 and a half. UTSA minus 17 and a half, over under 68 and a half against Louisiana Tech. South Carolina getting eight and a half at Florida, over under 58 and a half. Texas State getting 16 and a half, over under 46 and a half at South Alabama. Texas Tech minus three and a half, over under 64 and a half at home against Kansas. Kansas State plus two and a half at Baylor, over under. 52 and a half. Washington is plus 13 and a half over under 72 and a half at Oregon. And then I'll stop here with the first big uh, seven o'clock SEC game that we have. It might be the only one left is Georgia minus 16 and a half over under 53 and a half 
against the fighting Mike Leeches of Mississippi State. A couple comments here. I do like this over for Washington, Oregon. I want to see what the weather looks like. Washington has been paper thin on defense and been pretty competent on offense. I just like Oregon at home. It's it's kind of the catch with them. And again, now that they're in the hunt for the playoff, I really don't see them laying an egg figuratively or literally uh, in this game. This whole Big 12 slate, Texas Tech minus four and a half. This is a must win for them. So, yep. so Texas, yep. Texas Tech has the best position in my in in my opinion, to get teams coming off a letdown position further than anyone, anyone left. Okay, Texas Tech plays Kansas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. They need to win these next two games. Oklahoma has found their life back. If Iowa State loses, they're going to be pretty ill motivated. Because that's that is basically the bowl eligible game between them and Iowa State is what it really comes down to. Because Iowa State plays TCU in their last game, Texas Tech plays um, uh, Oklahoma in their last game. So both of these teams have to win. Oklahoma State is a shell of the team that they were for me. They're I think they're dead to rights. I actually like Iowa State to ugly this game up and win this game, and I think it's going to be a battle. And it's even worse because last year, Texas Tech had that uh, – Garibay had that 50-some-odd or 60-some-odd yard t- uh, field goal to win the game. No way they forget about that. No way the players there are going to let that one go. And then uh, finally, the other game that I was looking at, where was it? Um, Charlotte, Middle Tennessee. I've learned my lesson. Total stay away. So, Fermi, any insight on these games? Yeah, so just to continue on the Texas Tech game. So I, I agree with everything you said. And Kansas is coming off a big win. I mean, it is a big win, even though Oklahoma State, like you said, is really faded the, the last couple weeks. But um, that was still a big program win, I would say, for Kansas. They won going away. I mean, it, it, it wasn't even close. I How is, is Morton's injury, though? It sounds like he's going to be out. He's out. Yeah, that's what I thought. And... I still think Texas Tech finds a way, and I think it's, a lot of this is it's at home, it's at night. They need this win to stay bowl eligible. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I, I would love to get that line at, like, two-and-a-half, but I still think Texas Tech is the lean here. Um, but just overall, just general comments about this 7 o'clock slate, it is loaded. Like, Washington, Oregon is going to be a straight-up shootout, yep. 72 points is the over-under, and Penix and Knicks have been unbelievable um, throwing the ball. The Georgia-Mississippi State should be good. Game should be good. Um, Kansas Kansas State-Baylor, I don't even know if you read that one off yet. Yep. Um, like, the 7 o'clock, 7.30 slate is just going to be some great football. Um, let's get into 7.30. There's some, there's some tasty stuff. I also think that this game with Tech and Kansas, Kansas coming off this big win – First time bowl eligible since what two thousand and eight two thousand and four. It's, it's it was the longest drought. It was one of the longest droughts um, in, in in FBS. I, I just it's hard to get up for a game like this. I think and going down to Lubbock at night. Tech played incredibly well against TCU, and a face mask changed that game. I'm not gonna say it cost the game, but it changed it. And you can only have the calls go your way so many times, but. That one definitely hurt them, and I, I I hope that the quarterback carousel doesn't come in 
look, you either pick Smith or Shuck, and that's it. And just let them play the game as it is. I don't like the movement in and out. Um, but the defense has been much better. I'm probably going to take Tech in this game. It's a little bit of a homer pick. Uh, I might even buy some juice to get them down to two and a half. Let's hit up some of the rest of these games here. Wyoming, minus nine and a half, over under 42 and a half against Colorado State. Maybe Colorado State won't uh, give have their offensive linemen give their other backup quarterback another concussion. Uh, Florida Atlantic, minus 15 and a half, over under 54 and a half against Florida International. North Carolina getting three and a half. Oh, my, over under 76 and a half against Wake Forest at Wake Forest. Southern Miss, plus four and a half, over under 48 and a half against Coastal Carolina. Texas is minus seven at home against TCU. That's so insulting, but so accurate. Over under 64 and a half. Texas A&M is getting one and a half at Auburn. Over under 48 and a half. Florida State is minus seven and a half. Over under 50 and a half at Syracuse. California is plus 13 and a half. Over under is 48 and a half. Up at Oregon State. Stanford plus 24 and a half. Over under 53 and a half at Utah. UCLA minus 19 and a half. Over under 77 and a half against Arizona. San Jose State minus two and a half over under 41 and a half at San Diego State. Boise State minus 20 and a half over under 46 and a half at Nevada. And finally, Utah State minus 10 and a half over under 52 and a half at Hawaii. Fermi, I'm just going to pass the buck to you here so I can take a drink of water. Yeah, so there, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, couple things. The UNC at Wake, I, I really love that total. It's 76. I'm not going to take the total. It's just too many points to talk um, and rely on a, a slow start, and that could be really be really be impacted. But I do like Wake in this game. Um, they're minus three and a half, but they're at home. They're six and three. It's it's a big game for them with North Carolina coming in. Um, I I think Hartman. It's just going to be a shootout with Hartman and May. It's going to be a fun one to watch um, because both teams can get a little loose on defense. So I, I sort of like wait to cover that. The TCU-Texas game feels like one of the biggest trap games out there. TCU, obviously ranked fourth, undefeated, going to Texas, and TCU is a seven-point dog. It's just it's unbelievable to me. I, I know Texas is playing well. Um, but TCU really hasn't been stopped. I mean, they were slowed down a little bit last week with Texas Tech, but they still scored a, a good bit of points. A lot of those I, were late. A lot of those were late. Yeah, agreed. But I, I, I mean, TCU's offense has been one of the one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the country this year. Um, as far as explosiveness, right? I mean, there are a lot of teams that can score, but I mean, they do it quickly. Um, with a lot of big plays, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm probably going to fade the game. I want to take TCU plus seven, but it just feels like too much of a trap. The game I might jump on, I know Grayson McCall's out. I still might take Coastal Carolina minus five and a half. Ooh. Uh, they, they are still the better football team. They've run the ball a lot. That is not going to change with McCall. I know he is, he's a dual threat guy, so he can certainly run. Um, but I think like Jared Guest is probably going to be the starter. Uh, it's not going to. You don't, you don't think him. it's going to be Carpenter? Is Carpenter? 
You don't think it's going to be Carpenter? Their court is going to be the quarterback. It might be. It might be. I don't know if it's Guest or Carpenter. It, it easily could be Carpenter. If it's Carpenter, they're definitely running more. Yeah, and I think that's that that bodes well for that offense. They run a lot already. I think they run the ball fifty eight percent of the time as it is, and I think they're going to win the battle in the line of scrimmage. I, I still like them minus five. I think this game would be fourteen plus if 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 McCall was playing. So I think the line is adjusted. I don't think there's anything there to be too worried about, and especially if they continue to run the ball even more, I think that that bodes well. So I, I like that coastal pick. And then late, I'm, I'm just going to keep an eye on this, but if Rising and Kincaid are both out for Utah, I would take that under against Stanford. Um, it's at 53 and a half, what I saw today. Um, if Cam Rising plays, and it, certainly if Kincaid is in, I think – um, I probably like Utah to cover the 24, to be honest. Um, that team is explosive with both of those guys in the lineup. Anything on this, uh, where is it at? This UCLA Arizona game for me, 77 and a half. That's an insane amount of points. Yeah. And the last I heard, Charbonnet was, was questionable. I mean, he's probably going to play, but I mean, He's a game changer. Like you can hand the ball to him, and, and he can break it for eighty at any point in time. Same with DTR. So I, I don't think I'm going to touch seventy-seven and a half. I do think UCLA runs away with the game, but I still don't even like them winning by three scores. This is a game they want to win. Just get out and move on. Fermi, I have my television screen on. The Dow is up one thousand one hundred and twenty-six points. Any thoughts uh, about this market right now? I mean, that's that has to be the craziest move in the last probably year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And that's with uncertainty still in the House uh, and the Senate. You know what I mean? A lot of budgetary things. They said the tightening up a little bit. Cryptocurrencies uh, bounce back a little bit. I mean, Fermi, just anything here other than kind of ride the wave. I know you're a money guy. Yeah, I mean, ride the wave. That's exactly right. I would love for the sports card industry to make a little little leap simultaneous to this. Right, but right. This 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 will certainly help. Anytime the economy goes up, of course, all those secondary and, and other other items will will climb as well. So hopefully, some rates rates drop. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. Not in, not anytime soon. Not for another at least twelve to eighteen months. We got we got to hold the fort here. So yeah. Speaking yep. of speaking of holding the fort, before we take on water here, Fermi, any final thoughts for our Leans Looks and Lines podcast, NCAA Week Eleven? Anybody looking for a little NBA teaser tonight? I watched that. Uh, Sixers Hawks um, over. I think it's that that could be a play, a play potentially. Trey Young, I think, is questionable, but uh, that could be a fun one to watch. It's going to be a lot of points. It's going to be like a track meet back and forth with those two offenses. So, if you want to, if you want to dabble with the NBA, go Sixers Hawks tonight. I like it. So, we're going to have our coffee and quick picks, quick picks for you guys done and ready to go on Saturday morning. Um, we have a ton of great games. I'm not sure if we're going to bring any guests on. It might just be Mr. Fermi and I, especially since we missed him last week. So uh, we're going to make this thing happen. No, we didn't miss you last week. I'm sorry. We missed you on Maction this week. But we, yeah. need, we need to just keep the, the Fermi train rolling here. So for Mr. Fermi, I'm Dr. Goose. We appreciate you joining us here on the Anonymous Gamblers podcast where it's only a problem when you're losing. Talk to you guys soon.